Hello and welcome to episode 138 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always. With me today in studio, I got one of the dynamic duo, Brandon Stevens. Say hello, say hello to the people. Please. Hey, hey, what's up, people? And I bet you they probably all thought you were about to say Ricardo right there. Oh, they did, man. But nope, I'm here. I'm here to shine with you. I'm here to... to this is the original. This is the, yeah, the original this lineup. This is the OG uh, uh, lineup, and I'm excited to actually be in the studio rather than over Zoom. No disrespect to Ricardo because, you know, he, he helps this podcast in more ways than one. And so, but I'm happy to be here, Jay. Thanks. No, we're, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back doing this live. I'm sure that the people's ears are going to be thanking us uh, (laughs) because Zoom sounds terrible. I know, and it's just like cutting each other off and can't tell when people are talking. It's tough, man. Um, You know, and I'm I'm happy. Like, Zoom for the interviews is so great because we're able to connect with amazing people. just like Annalisa and John Squires, who I was able to get on the podcast this week. Uh, they own an adaptive equipment business down in uh, Southwest Florida, um, which I just thought was cool because, I mean, they're a married couple. They own this business where they're able to, you know, help other people with disabilities get, um, and John, I guess I should have said John's a quadriplegic. Um, so it's a, they're they're a, an interabled couple is what they how they describe it I think. Yeah, I mean, no, uh, I don't want to bring up the audio quality too much, but I thought their quality was great. I yeah, thought that they their really, I thought so I didn't too. know it was Zoom, uh, yeah. but I just figured because they were in Southwest Florida and here we are in Washington. But yeah, I mean, it's uh it's a it's a great perspective to have somebody on that's kind of in that business that we talk about a lot on this podcast, you know, as far as uh, medical equipment and um, having access to places with certain tools, right? And then having someone that's uh, one, you know, um, engulfed in the community of of, um, SCI, but also... um, you know, has had that injury themselves, which right. is a very interesting perspective, Jeremy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, they sell like the freedom tracks to be able to go out on the beach when when uh, you're in a wheelchair. It's like, obviously, if I just rolled out on the beach, I'm going to like get stuck. get stuck in the sand. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, but they and we talked to uh, the gentleman down in uh, Australia that uh, was able to use those. That was the first time I had heard of the freedom tracks. And and now, yeah, I mean, the, the, that's one of the big things that they sell there at Rolling, uh, Rolling in Paradise. And you know, they, they have a lot of stuff, the hand bikes, like a lot of stuff for like outdoors, um, like adaptive sports, things like that, uh, which is really cool. And, and, you know, John got injured at 15 years old. Like he tells the story and, you know, he was an athlete, was used to used to. Uh, you know, playing sports, like was captain of his football team at the time, all these different things. And then it's like, go from that to being a quadriplegic, not being able to move much. I mean, that and at 15 years old, man, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, well, there's a ton to unpack in the interview. Yeah. And maybe we can talk about that afterwards because I don't want to spoil a ton yeah, of I it. But I, I wish that, that um, you know, we live over here in Washington um, on the on the coast ourselves. Yeah, we got plenty of beaches and stuff here. It would be really cool 
if we had access to that stuff and you know maybe we do we just don't know yeah, about it probably and like he, he mentioned in the interview like a lot of times people just don't do the legwork to yeah. you know to to seek this stuff out um or to seek uh, ways to you know get different types of um grants and things like that mm. to be able to help pay for this stuff and yeah i mean and, and you know it's like our beach is here like let's be real bro they're not anything like the beach well it's not florida, a florida beach but it's beautiful it's still, yeah, and it's sand cool. yeah it's cool just a little go. colder right. that's all <laughs> when it comes exactly, down to it exactly so well yeah um yeah let's just we'll, we'll get to annalisa and john squires here and then we will talk to you guys on the other side this week on the live to walk again podcast i am so excited to be able to visit with Annalisa and John Squires, uh, husband and wife duo, who uh, John is actually a, a spinal cord injury survivor. And together they are the owners and operators of Rolling in Paradise, which is an adaptive equipment business out of Cape Coral, Florida. Uh, Annalisa, John, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thanks, yeah, Jeremy. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're yeah, excited absolutely. to be here. Absolutely. I'm glad we were able to, to connect. Uh, you know, I always kind of start these interviews, especially if there's somebody that has a spinal cord injury with, you know, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear your story, John, like maybe, you know, if you could tell us how you were injured, when, you know, things like that. Sure. Um, I was injured when I was 15 years old in 1987. Um, it was a diving accident. It was July 27. So the heat of the summer, uh, some friends and I were out at the lake. Uh, back in Ohio, where we used to live, and we were diving off of a rope swing, and uh, my buddy had went in and dove off, and I was up next, and I swung out, hesitated a little bit, and when I dove in, I landed on his hip and broke my neck at that point, and uh, that's what started it all. It's the the journey right there. It's uh, the beginning of it. Wow, wow, yeah. So how you know? How long um, were you able, because I know like now, nowadays people get, you know, it seems like they only get three or four weeks in rehab and and things like that. And I I got injured back in 1998. And so we got, I mean, I I was probably in rehab for two or three months. It seemed like, Um, what kind of of rehabilitation were you able to get back in, in 1987? I, you know, it was incredible back then. It was a whole different ball game. Um, I got a full year in inpatient rehab. Uh, back then, Paris got mm-hmm. six months just right out of the gate, no problem. And that didn't include, you know, ICU, acute care. That was just straight uh, rehab at the inpatient facility. So, yeah, I had a full year. And, you know, we see it all the time in the business now. Um, and, you know, we've been in, in this industry for so long. We, we've, we've seen it escalate where people get less and less and less and less time. They go home. Their bodies aren't even... You know, your bladder's not calmed down. You know, you don't, you just, your body's just still all, you know, all out of whack. And, you know, even a year, it it really, you know, my body was still, you know, not where it needed to be. I mean, you know, it it takes a good three, four, sometimes five years before your body adjusts and starts to acclimate. So you feel kind of normal, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back. So yeah, I was 18 when I got injured and I was kind of in the end of like halfway through my senior year of high school, but, you know, getting injured at 15, um, you know, being like, like probably a freshman, sophomore, something like that. And then spending a whole year in rehab, like what was the transition like for you coming back home and, and getting back into school and everything? I mean, I'm obviously I'm sure they were, were doing schooling with you in the hospital as well, but 
yeah yeah what what was it like going going back to uh to you know to reality i guess after coming out of the hospital it was tough it it was really tough for me um you know i i've always been an athlete so when i got hurt i was captain of the football team captain of the wrestling team um so i for me it was really difficult because i went back you know i wasn't that you know i really wasn't that person i didn't feel anymore you know so seeing my old friends my old teammates it was really difficult and it took me took me a long time you know like i said i say i say four or five years before i started to you know get my head around everything you know get my body right you know just trying to you know when you're 15 years old you're a ball of hormones so you're worried about girls and how people look at you you know and things like that so it was it was a big transition it was a big tough transition for sure i can only imagine yeah um you know how you talk about sports i was an athlete too and um i'm a little bit higher of a level of injury so i haven't really had like much with adaptive sports at this point but um you know what what did the adaptive sports mean to you when did you first kind of come in in contact with with different stuff and i don't even know like what level it, it probably wasn't on like now they seem like they have you know a million things you can do um, yeah. with adaptive sports but back back in 87 i'm sure it was it was pretty limited so you know when did you first kind of come in, in contact with with adaptive sports and, and what did that mean to you uh, as you kind of progressed through your injury i you know i would i was really uh brought into it when i was inpatient uh, the the rehab facility uh in springfield ohio it was a a full campus rehab facility you know they had a gym where they had the uh uh, Akron Rubber City Rollers basketball team. That was their home court. So they were very involved in the rehab aspect. You know, they would take us over there to watch practice and the games. And, uh, you know, Edwin Shaw also, they're no longer open, uh, but they also had a one of the first um, uh, challenge golf courses they built there. And this was going back 87, 88, you know, so we were able to get out on that. And, you know, being a high level quad, that early on, I really couldn't do anything. You know how it is. You know, it, it takes us so long to get from point A to point B to be used to everything. But it was nice to be able to see those things. You know, met a lot of, uh, you know, really high functioning paras that really gave you hope. Um, you know, once I got out of rehab, uh, I probably, I started hand cycling. Even back then there were hand cycles or nothing like they are now. But uh, I remember getting a demo, a loner, from the local rehab uh, DME company in Akron and uh, started hand cycling way back then. And then I really got into sports when I went in college. I started the first uh, wheelchair rugby team locomotion uh, in Northeast Ohio. And that probably would have been 92, 93. Um, wow. So yeah, we, we started that. We used the same gym at Edwin Shaw hospital, you know, that was, it was nice to be able to go back there and show them how far we've came and things like that. And, uh, ran that for probably about six, seven years, you know, through college, after college. And then, you know, after college started working, you know, I went into finance after school and it was really tough to be able to do the quad rugby stuff, you know, and work full time, be at the office and things like that. So it kind of went to the wayside and nobody else really picked up, you know, and ran it. So it, it disbanded, unfortunately, but, you know, we had a good run. It was fun. 
Uh, it was nice to show everybody what we could do. We did several tournaments and things like that. And that's, uh, so, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, one of the one of the uh, one of the godfathers of murder ball here. I I love it. <laughs> yep, yep. Been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so uh, when I guess when did you and Annalisa meet? All- um, so we met. We've been married what thirteen years now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. In yeah. November is our anniversary. We married in 2008. So 13 years, 14 years, I think. 14 this year. years. Yeah. 13, 14, 14 years. years. Awesome. We were together for a year before that. So we've been together 15 Since 2007. Years. Yeah, yeah. We met through friends and, you know, our relationship blossomed really quickly. I didn't know anybody with a disability um anybody that used a wheelchair i did know you know some some individuals with a disability but i didn't know anyone that used a wheelchair so that experience was new to me um it was certainly a learning curve to understand what what he you know limitations what he needed help with what he was completely independent at you know that kind of stuff so um it was a you know a learning experience for the both of us but it was a perfect match. Uh, we balance each other out. He's kind of crazy type A, you know, not, not crazy, but um, very driven. I'll, I'll put it that way. And right. I'm a li- little bit more relaxed and I kind of, I'm his yang to yang, you know, yeah. balance him out some. So um, that, that's incredible. <laughs> um, yes. And it seems Annalisa, like you, you, you have a, a, big draw to sports as well like it seems like you do some uh like crossfit and stuff like that yeah yeah i'm I'm sure you guys connected on that level too it sounds like actually no i didn't really do any sports um before meeting john to be honest with you i was uh pretty lazy (laughs) to be completely (laughs) frank i would work out at the gym but i never did anything really consistently and i never had like a really like anything I had a passion about sports wise. I didn't play sports in school. Um, and then I, honestly, after meeting John and realizing how important your health is and taking care of your body and not just as an able-bodied person, but for him too, you know, he has to make sure he has a good diet. He eats enough protein. You have skin issues. Like there's so many factors to it that he really kind of imprinted on me how important it is and really motivated me to be more active. So then that's really when I got involved in bicycling and I'd go cycling with him and then CrossFit just kind of fell into place. Gosh, I've been doing that since, I don't know, at least 10 years, not quite 10 years, maybe like six years. I've been doing it. Something like that. Seven years. Oh, very like cool. I said, I just, I didn't like the gym. It was, it was boring. I didn't know what to do. So CrossFit was perfect. I could go in, they'd tell me what to do. I had a really awesome workout and, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how that fell into place. But he's my biggest cheerleader. He's always cheering me on when I do my CrossFit stuff, or I get like a PR. And you know, being active with him is like one of like one of the best things I like that we can do. We can go out for a bike ride. We can you know go go do stuff. Go for you know walks and you know nature parks and trails and stuff like that. So it was all him, not me. <laughs> <laughs> very. That's very cool, though. Yeah. So, um, how, you know, how long ago did you like, let's, what is rolling in paradise? First of all, like, tell us a little bit about your company. I know I already said it was an adaptive equipment business, but yeah. Tell us a little bit about, give us the, give us your spiel on the, on the company. 
Well, take that? yeah, ahead. I'll start. Um, so we were lifelong Ohio residents till 2019. And um, we opted, you know, decided to move, we had an opportunity to, to move. So we did and we moved down to Florida. And for us, it really is paradise down here. It's, it's warm. It's you know, sunshine pretty much every day. We get to go to the beach. We get to do a lot of the outdoor activities that we like. So um, John came up with the name. It was perfect, you know, Rolling in Paradise. It's really what we feel like we're doing down here. So uh, the name was all him. It was an awesome name. And we just really focus on allowing and hoping and helping other people to be as active as they possibly can, where they want to hand cycle where they want to go biking where they want to get on the beach you know just to be active and to take care of your body and and i'll let you kind of take it from there yeah it's it, it's everything Annalisa said it's just uh you know the the whole adaptive equipment business was always something in our minds we always mm -hmm. it's been you know it's been bouncing around for 10 years with us um we've been in the business so long i mean i started in the DME business when I was in college. And that's one of the ways that we got locomotion off the ground because the company that I worked for part-time actually funded all our chairs and things like that. Local, really small company in Akron. Uh, so I've been doing it forever. And, you know, like I said, after college, I got into finance full-time for 15 years, got out of that and then got right back into the adaptive equipment industry as a subcontractor. And, you know, we had always, it had always been on the back burner, you know, we need to open our own company and, you know, there's just so much involved. It's not a matter of just, okay, let's do it. You know, you, there's a lot of pieces that have to fall into place financially. You know, you've got to have a good book of business before you try to open the company. You know, just a, just because I'm in a chair doesn't mean I'm going to have a successful company. The reason we've done well is because we had so many customers from all over the years. And, you know, we had a really long reach on social media and those were all things we built independently. So that was all of our, own um uh, not copyright but what, what, yeah what do you like mean just a, a base it, of yeah it was our own base. clientele yeah of, of followers clients customers friends, friends you know family and you know just being around you know being in the chair for 35 years i've met so many people um so it was just a natural progression and we finally pulled the trigger and being here in florida honestly there's a lot of disabled people right here in our town we have mm -hmm. a lot of people um, that come and visit us, you know, for fittings and to see demo equipment here. Um, and they're just from the town, you know, so it, it's been a good fit that way. Yeah. 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 I was, I was wondering, I was, so I wasn't sure if you, you had been in the business for a while prior to starting your own, um, which makes sense. I mean, I guess that's probably the, the best way to do it for sure. But, yeah. you know, up, up here, I'm up in Washington state in the Pacific Northwest and we, mm -hmm. Uh, here, you know, I know when I got injured, they just like gave us the card of or gave my dad or whatever the card of a of a broker or dealer at the time. And it was just mm -hmm. like, use these, call these people, they'll help you get a wheelchair. It wasn't, you know, you didn't really have many options. And the ones that there are is are like part of a huge conglomerate that's, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, there's no real uh, person, you know, you're not having a personal um, experience with anybody as right. they're selling you the wheelchair you don't you know you're just dealing with able-bodied people that you know you you just yep, are yes. getting kind of pushed on you so you know i guess talk about how you've seen 
people react compared because i mean john you obviously know like what that's like going through it like trying to deal with people that don't know what they're talking about or don't know your needs or your your uh, the stuff you have that you that is specific to you so like how how does that you know how have you guys found that people are are reacting to that being able to deal with with a a, i guess a hundred percent um disabled owned company we we have been getting wonderful feedback i mean it's something that um you know i'm not going to say that we're the only company out there like that but we're we're a very small minority in our community you know there's a very small amount of disabled sci owned and operated uh adaptive equipment dealerships most companies especially the big ones they're all like you said huge conglomerates they've been bought several times it's all able-bodied people you know selling very expensive equipment to our community you know, and people don't like that. Um, they they like the personal experience. I mean, it's like I always say, you know, if you you haven't rolled in my shoes, you have no idea what it's like to be in a chair. People think, you know, we'll get people, people think that, that rolling around in the wheelchair is the tough part. That's nothing. The chair is the easy part of what we deal with, right? You know what right. I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's a very small piece of it. That's not even close to the tip of the iceberg. So, being able to rate, relate to people. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing with us is, you know, Annalisa is very involved in the WAGS community, wives and girlfriends of SCI. Mm-hmm. So she relates on a whole nother level because we have a lot of couples, husbands and wives, you know, uh, just people in relationships. And it's funny the way people react and, and deal with us. They, you know, sometimes, you know, the wives just pretty much go off with Annalisa and, you know, they're over there talking about the nitty gritty, you know, because they they want to, you know, they want to uh, know from experience. And, you know, then, of course, the disabled person is more drawn to me. And then they're drawn to both of us together. You know, the one thing we get a lot of uh, from all pretty much all of our customers is you guys make a great team because we do. Annalisa and I, you know, we have no children, so it's her and I. You know, and we're very in sync with each other mm-hmm. and uh, it, it just makes for a really good fit. You know, we're business partners and we're married, you know, it, the whole thing. It's it's a whole. Yeah, you've got to you've got to have a good I'm sure you have got to have a good uh, good flow to be able to, yes. you know, like you guys have to be synced up pretty well to be able to oh, yeah. pull that mm-hmm. off. And, and Annalisa, I, I like the fact that and I think it said it on your website, but it was basically just, you know, that you're able to offer a different perspective mm-hmm. to yeah. everyone. And which I I think is really important because you don't, you know, you see, you, you may not be going through what John's going through, but you're right there with him every step yeah. of the way, every, you know, um, so it, it, it's, uh, I think that's important as well. Like to be able, that's so cool that you guys are able to offer that from both sides of the coin, you know? Yeah, I I think it makes us relatable, you know, to other couples, other boyfriend, girlfriend, and it doesn't have to be a couple, you know, Uh, but uh, anyone with a partner, really, I mean, it's, it applies that way. Like, you're right, I do, I'm not physically experiencing what he's going through, and I couldn't even imagine some of it, right? But I am there with him every step of the way, and, you know, being as his chair, his cheering squad and so forth, so to speak, you know, so we make a really good team in that fashion. And then he does the same for me. Like I said, you know, with sports and stuff, like I had no confidence in it. I didn't do any of it. And he was the one that really pushed me to step outside my boundaries and, you know, 
do something that I didn't think I could do. And, and I love it. So it's, we do it, you know, it's mutual. It's, it's not one-sided or anything like that. So we do make a good team. We do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I was gonna, um, I wanted to ask you guys about moving from, so like I always, you know, the Pacific Northwest, we get, it's always pretty mild here. Like we never have like crazy bad snow or anything like that Mm -hmm. in the winter. It's gray for like nine months, which kind of sucks, but you know, our summers are amazing. Um, but I, and I'm always cold, even still, you know, like 20 years after my injury, like I, I, it drives me crazy, but I couldn't imagine, like, how did you live in Ohio for whatever, you know, 25, 30 years after your injury and before moving down to Florida and how, and how wonderful is it living down there now? Uh, you know, the Ohio, Ohio was tough, you know, Ohio is a, it's pretty brutal winters, you know, nice summers, hot summers. Um, so being in a wheelchair in Ohio was, was definitely very challenging, you know, when you're young and you don't know any better, it didn't matter then. I mean, I, like I said, I, when I, when I was in finance, I went to the office every day, you know, and snow, rain, whatever. And now that I look back on that, that was probably the toughest part of my life at that point, you know, just feeling that pressure. Um, and in Ohio, you know, it's rough, man. I, it's, 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 it's rough. I'll tell you. And I can remember we were, we were sitting at a, uh, a brewery in downtown Akron, mm-hmm. beautiful October day, you know, sitting outside having a few beers and, uh, you know, I've been, I, I've been for several years prior, I had, had had several injuries, you know, where I've torn a rotator cuff, I've torn a bicep, you know, and I had a pretty bad one, what, about a year or two, mm-hmm. about a year before. before. Yeah. A really bad one transferring into, uh, into the driver's seat and uh you know she looked at me she's like you know i think it might be time you know we'd always talked about moving to florida mm-hmm. you know we chose florida for several reasons because we're in southwest florida so it's tropical year round but you know another uh, deciding factor was financially you know when you're a quad in florida you don't pay property tax mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and we don't pay income tax for her well you know, income tax regular job. everyone in florida though well yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. there were there yeah. were financial benefits like in ohio i paid you know state income tax state and income tax yeah florida does not charge state income tax so little things like that that just financially made sense we wanted to be somewhere really warm um and the property tax thing is huge yeah that, that's uh, a big one obviously you know? plays into it but it was really just about going somewhere warm where he could be active all year long because being active is what made him feel the best. So being able to ride his, his hand cycle or his attachable or something like that, that way, um, you know, he could keep, keep active. And in Ohio, you know, you only did it for four months, five months, whatever. And then I got too cold, you know, fall, winter and spring was limiting on what you could do. So then, you know, it was the big deciding factor really health wise and just, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying the sunshine and being able to be out and be active all the, all year long is so nice. I, I, <laughs> yeah, the, outdoor, the outdoor living. Yeah. It's good. You know, cause in Ohio, the sun didn't shine like it does here. It's Ohio is kind of a, a gray state too. Oh, and uh, it's pretty gray. <laughs> and here, I mean, every single day, I'm telling you the sun shines every day. It's Pretty beautiful. much, yeah. All right, so, and, and how yeah. do you feel like it's affected your your health, uh, John? Just, I mean, probably mentally and physically, it's it's probably helped. But yeah, it's been. You know, I'm 50 now. I turned 50 this year. 
And, uh, you know, I would say about 45, 44, 45, I really started feeling the, the SCI afterburn is what I call it, where, you know, your body's, you know, it, I feel it. My body's trying to slow down. You know, I'm, my shoulders are in pretty bad shape from all the sports all these years and being able to be here, you know, work out every day, ride my bike every day, you know, just be super active every day. It really keeps things going. And I think it's, uh, dare I say reverse aging me, but <laughs> it, it makes me feel a lot better, you know, whereas in Ohio, you know, even three years ago, before we left, you know, you, you get up on a, a morning when it's, you know, minus 15 degrees and you can feel it and the windows are freezing in your house. You know, it's tough on the body as a quad. I mean, yeah. it's, it was a challenge. You don't have that here. You know, I'm outside every single day and it's a good feeling, you know? Yeah. And I, it sounds, I mean, getting out just before like the COVID lockdowns and all that stuff too, mm -hmm. being able to, at least you can be outside, you know, down in Florida, you know, just out in your backyard or whatever and not have to worry yeah. about yeah. anything where we're in Ohio. I'm sure you would have been just stuck in the house. But, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be able to do anything. So yeah. yeah, COVID in Florida was, I mean, I would have dreaded doing COVID in Ohio, at least here in Florida, we could be at the beach all, all year, mm -hmm. right. you know, um, you know, we weren't stuck. So they made it, yeah. made it bearable. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and, and then kind of a, a last couple of questions I wanted to talk to you guys about. I noticed on the website, you have the SCI resources mm -hmm. tab that links to, you know, you, you had mentioned the WAGs of SCI, which is a great group. And then the, the Triumph Foundation and mm -hmm. um, the Travis Roy Foundation. There's a bunch of them. Everybody can go. I'll, I'll link the website to the to the podcast here and then also um that they're on the like um i guess on your link tree on instagram there's a link to a uh the spinal cord support usa platform mm -hmm. so it, yeah. it seems like you guys aren't just it's not like you guys are just trying to make a sale you're trying to really like help people connect with other other people yeah. in in the industry and you know talk about how that um you know, like what, that you guys made a conscious decision to do that. Like, I, I think that's very cool. So I'd love to hear kind of the thoughts behind that. I'll start. So um, I think network and community are obviously huge, right? For any, any group of people, let's call it. So it's, it's a place for you to talk to other people, to relate, to bounce questions off of, to understand, is this, you know, what is this? Is, should I expect this? Is this okay? Should I do that? Whatever. Um, it's been really helpful for me, like with other spouses and partners and so forth, just to bounce ideas off of what do you do when this happened? I've never seen this happen. What do you do? Like, what do you, you know, it's just a place where you can go talk to somebody that wouldn't have experience otherwise like I can't just go to my best friend and be like hey because <laughs> she has no idea what I'm talking about right so Absolutely. we wanted to make sure that we aligned with a lot of these resources and you know we wanted to um, share that with the community right so people are learning about us and we wanted to share our knowledge and we want to get knowledge from somebody else so it's really just like a a big network of people supporting each other there's so many organizations out there there's you know, again, spouses, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. It's not just, you know, male, female. Um, and like, you know, adaptive equipment and then mental health. And there's so many, so many aspects to it that you, it's, it's great to have kind of a network of people to, to tap on. So we wanted to make sure that was part of what we did because that's true to, you know, what we 
what we want to be. We want people to use us as a resource and we want to be able to use other, other folks as resources too. So it's, it's just beneficial, I think all around. Yeah. It's, I think it, that's, she raises some good points. We, you know, it's, it's good for us. It's good for the community, mm-hmm. you know, and quite frankly, uh, you know, something that I find very, um, I'll say odd in our community is people, they, a lot of people don't want to do the legwork. You know, we're so fortunate in this day and age, you know, as you know, you got hurt in 98, you know, in 87, there was no internet, there was no foundations, you know, there was no money to go find, you know, you could do a 50-50 raffle at your local bar and that's it. And now, you know, I have people that could spend a half hour on Google and find enough grants to cover a $20,000 racing chair or a $20,000 racing hand cycle pretty easily. You know, and that's why we, in those, you know, in, in that, that area there, we put those foundations, you know, because they, they do a ton with SCI adaptive equipment. They, they just put so much money out there in the community and people have no clue unless they know they don't know anything. And that's, that's a biggie, you know, and, and we've been, you speak about the, uh, the spinal cord injury peer support group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I actually got involved with that many years ago, the gentleman that owns that's a para he owns the group he runs the group uh jay Irwin, and he was actually one of my customers at one point you know he bought a hand cycle for me um with a fundraiser that a local group had did for him right after his uh, rehab and we became friends you know worked through the the deal with him got him in his hand cycle and, and that's something that we do just because we make a sale with somebody you don't get rid of us you know if you need us we're always here we always follow up. We check in on you, see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody needs some adjustments and they want to do a FaceTime with me and they're on the other side of the world, we do it. You know, it's not it's not all about the sale. I mean, we are in business to make money. I always point that out. Mm-hmm. But, but you can do both. You know, you can spend a lot of time. You can be very helpful in many, many areas. I mean, we get a lot of mom and dads that, mm-hmm. you know, come to us to buy equipment for their kids. And that's a really unique experience because the mom and dads, you know, they really, you know, they're, they know some things, but they'll even tell me, you know, we have no idea what's going on in, you know, little junior's head or whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? Right. You know, and they, so they kind of plug me for information there and, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a good fit. It's a, it's nice to be so involved in the community and nice to be able to help, mm-hmm. you know, and it's nice to be able to run a business in the same community and, you know, keep the doors open. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes, makes a ton of sense. Uh, I wanted to, to kind of compliment you guys also on your, uh, the YouTube page. I was flipping around on there a little bit and, and watching some of these and, you know, just being able to, to see the stuff in use and, yeah. you know, kind of hear from you, John, on a few of the videos I saw of you talking about how easy they are to use or, you know, just a, a lot of demos and things, which is, I think that's a great idea. You know, I mean, yeah. And, and, and that goes kind of back to the, you know, no, but in 98 and 87, when we were injured, it's, you know, there's, there was no, kind of groups to, to go seek that out with you right. know you couldn't go like watch a demo of of this wheelchair versus that wheelchair or this adaptive equipment versus that so um it, yeah it's it's really refreshing to see that and and kind of um you guys this whole like i just love your guys whole energy and and Thank what you. you're doing with the with okay. with your uh with your company yeah. so 
We appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to see the videos and kind of like he was saying, you know, you can go on YouTube and find out how to do almost anything. And it's it's a great resource, right? It's another place for you to learn, um, for you to experiment, to find out about stuff that you didn't even know existed and, you know, how to transfer, how to Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's it's wild how many resources are out there. You just have to find them or get connected with some folks that will help you find them, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So supporting the community, that's really what we want to continue doing. And we support them. They support us. We're just, you know, just try to, you know, everybody just wants to, uh, you know, go day by day and and have a good life and be happy. So Annalise and I are very fortunate. We, we are happy. Um, I think, I think we have a good life and we try to portray that to our customers. And, you know, because a lot of times, a lot of couples or, or individuals are in a really dark place when they come to us, you know, whether it's a, a new, a new injury or a 20 years later injury, you know, everybody has those peaks and valleys. And I'm not going to say that I'm happy go lucky all the time, yeah. you know, because as you know, SCI runs the gamut, man. It, it can, it can be rough, but it can be good. You know, and, and it's, it's what you make of it. Yeah. I, I, I applaud that. That's a great message. It's uh, you know, I, I think that's, yeah, it's a good way of looking at things. Like you definitely, yeah, peaks and valleys. That that's that's it right there. So, um, yeah. Well, I I can't thank you guys enough, Annalisa and John Squires. This has been a blast, and um, we'll I'll link to the to your social media pages and and the website. The website's rollinginparadise.com. So yep. yeah, thank you guys so much, and uh, I appreciate you appreciate your time. Thank All right, you. Everybody. Good All luck right. with everything. Thanks. You too. Take care. All right. That was Annalisa and John Squires. I want to thank them again. And I definitely suggest anybody that, you know, is in the South Florida area, especially um, that needs any kind of uh, adaptive outdoors equipment. Uh, definitely get, you know, look them up rolling in paradise.com. I mean, it just like, I just think that that would be so great. I talked a little bit in the interview about my, experience like basically you know when i got injured it was just like here's a card of like somebody that we that gets people wheelchairs like just call them and that's who we used and then i still use them for years after before i finally like kind of looked around but still there's nothing i mean this is all like corporate stuff around here it's not anything locally owned or um you know like where where you you have like a real relationship you, you don't develop a relationship with whoever yeah. is helping you well i mean let's be honest I, I mean you can use the analogy like would you rather um buy you know produce from the store or from the farmer right right it's yeah, kind of like it is similar you know we want we're going with someone who understands what you know some not i'm sure there's other things they sell besides wheelchairs and stuff like that but like for for specifically for people dealing with spinal cord injuries like um you know there's things there's something to be said that when you've lived through an experience um you can have empathy and you can understand what what it might take and then also you're like you know what is lacking and where you can pick that up where you know you get caught up in that blue tape or the bureaucracy of insurances or you know corporations where at the end of the day it's really about making money which is nice, you know, that they can make some money off of doing something like this, but it isn't probably the only reason they're doing it. Right, exactly. 
Exactly. And they, you know, they, they're building it as a, as a community. You know, they have links to all of these different uh, wheelchair fa- uh, or, you know, SCI foundations that um, help people get grants as well. They have uh, um, some kind of SCI, like mental health forums that are attached that they work with. Um, I, just a lot of cool stuff. Like, yeah. they're, they're, I just feel like their energy is so great. Ricardo made, you know, our, so our, our other co-host, Ricardo, for anybody that doesn't listen normally, uh, he listened to the interview before we recorded this and he wasn't able to make it uh, to our recording here, but he was just like, man, he's like, he's like you shouldn't put the podcast out he's like this is gonna he's like these people seem like they are so happy and like love each other they work together yeah. they're married he's like, it's gonna make married people every everywhere hate you jeremy for putting yeah. this out well i mean they're they're definitely taking a a more holistic approach to it and you know yeah. having the luxury of working with uh somebody that that they're uh, you know, married to, but then can have that, that relationship work on a, from a business standpoint too, is not easy, I'm sure. And they've, they've done that, but yeah, I mean, they, they've tapped into the community, which we know from doing this podcast is, um, pretty great community, right? They're, everybody's usually on board or willing to share their story or what they're doing to help better and further research for it or exercise, which, you know, they spend a lot of time doing um, what their company is, you know, focusing on activities that and you can do to help. Yeah, outdoor yeah. specific, which, you know, we've talked about a lot on the podcast is huge for recovery, both mentally and physically. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had me like, I, I'm about to move to Florida, bro. They had <laughs> me convinced, uh, especially like coming from I, that always like. I don't know if fascinate is the right word, but it, it throws me off when people live in, like, he, they're from Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, Ashley and Nikki are in Chicago. Like, that seems like a nightmare to me, to live in, like, that. I mean, I know, like, the summers there are probably beautiful yeah. and nice and warm, but it's, like, it's, it's cold seems, in the winter. Yeah, the I mean, winter. not everybody has the luxury to, to just move. We get oh, that. Yeah, I mean, true, that's... True. Um, but, you know, some of the other things they mentioned, which are some of the same things we have here in Washington as far as uh, tax burden relief with your yeah. with disability, which we have here in Washington. But you only get a percentage off down there. It's free, man. Uh, I mean, it's very That's, low, Jeremy. It, it's no, it, no, like absolutely. I think you pay under $1,000 a year for homeowner like, yeah, tax. You, pay, you only pay like 15% or something. Yeah, so it's okay. Tax. Free is better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. I'd rather pay. I'd rather it be free, yeah. too. That's all um, I'm saying, Brandon. And then, you know, um, also, um, we don't have a state income tax here either. So if you're, you know, working uh, and. But they also said the sun is out every day there. Yeah, no. Here we have like nine months of gray weather for the most part. It's true. I mean, you're not going to. I don't want to get into a Washington versus Florida war here. Because I like Washington a lot. I, I mean, know. I like Washington, too. But Florida, right I mean, on uh, being on the beach right now sounds delightful. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, and we, we're at, like, the peak of our, like, nice weather right now. So, it's, I mean, this is amazing. Like, we have beautiful weather in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Summertime in the Pacific Northwest is. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Hard Absolutely. To for sure. But, yeah. So, yesterday, man. Um, anyway, thanks again to Annalisa and John. I really appreciate them. I definitely think everybody should connect with them and their, like the SCI forum that they have, um, you know, check out their website. 
and we'll we'll link to all of that in in the description of the podcast but it's rollinginparadise.com is the website i'll put all of their their socials uh on the the podcast uh notes though but brandon went to two-thirds of the uh of the live to walk again we're, we're present at the seattle mariners game yesterday which is a great time yeah i remember you asking me if i could go and you said, I think you thought that uh, your rider was getting his tonsils out there. He was, day. and he did. Oh, I thought that was la- – oh, I guess, yeah. That's so that's why I couldn't so go. Yeah, you couldn't now, go right. But then I, I didn't realize that you were going yesterday, but – Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, we went went to the game, met Ricardo. I went, I went with – Who I went? Primo. Oh, Primo, gotcha. Primo came and got me, and, uh, and then his, uh, like, co-order buddy of his from down in Portland. Anyway, so we went to the game, had a great time, man. Uh, Mariners won. Heck of a game. Yeah, it was a heck of a game. And uh, but we got stuck, man. So basically, like on the the hundred level or like the main level of the stadium, like you've been with me to games before. Like you know, you sit at the very back of the of the the row. You know, the last row, basically up to the concourse. You sit on the concourse, just right up against the railing, right. And this the we were down a couple sections from where we normally sit they had us behind like we had to like weave in and like make everybody move to get into these seats like there was no like quick in and out it was like we were like behind the condiment big ass table thing Mm. with like the ketchup and the mustard and everything yeah and uh that was that was crazy and then people started walking between trying to walk between me and the condiment thing like to to get a, a shortcut through in front of you no and behind me yeah but it was still like they were like it's awkward yeah like it's there's not enough room to do it so i just ended up having to back up a little few inches more so yeah there's like you're, you're not like coming, you're not coming through not here coming through sorry so uh, are we are we speaking to the manager or what i mean i'm about to yeah i was about to be i was i was thinking about going karen on these people like, yeah, it was it was getting ridiculous but yeah like um primo is sitting next to me like looks back and he's just like be careful He's like, Jeremy, Jeremy. And I'm like, Primo, I can't turn. I can't even turn around yeah. like, in this little area that we're in. And I'm like, what? And he's like, this girl is about to throw up right behind you. Oh, my God, bro. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And this girl, like, knocked – or it didn't knock it up. But she was she, wasted. She puked in a freaking garbage can, like – Hey man, shout out to her away, for making it to the garbage can, me, man. man. It was terrible. You want to know what? Like, if you're going to puke, make it to the toilet or the to the bathroom yeah. to a garbage can – I mean, yeah. you're doing you're doing at least what you can at that point. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And it was wild. There was forty thousand people uh, at a day game on a Wednesday. You're like, uh, who? Of course, you're like, who brought this girl? Like, you know, yeah. you have to be the one person that's puking <laughs> oh, out man. in front of everybody, man. Yeah, and then so we parked. Get a grip, people. Handle in yourself the, better. In the football stadium parking garage, mm-hmm. and so came out, and we uh, we like waited for as many people to leave as we could, just because it was so crowded in there. And uh, we go down, and we're we uh, we have to take the elevator up to like the fifth floor or whatever of the parking garage, and we come in. This is like forty five minutes after the game ended, probably go in and there's like 60 people waiting for the elevator I'm like there's like four or five people that are either like have crutches or a scooter or yeah yeah it's supposed to be reserved for people that and that like need but it. there's like probably 50 there's 60 walk people the to, damn stairs people like, or the ramps i was like what the oh my gosh so like the and the, they're pretty big elevators the elevator opens a bunch of people go in and i end up like right in front of the ele- like looking at the elevator 
with the doors open and like there's clearly no room and everybody's and, uh, just looking at you like i'm such an me, asshole and they're like they're looking like should we can we squeeze in and they're like oh do you want to get on and like as the doors like, are closed and i'm just like no nah, i'll take the stairs <laughs> did you and the doors closed oh that was so, money dude uh, like, right on time yeah, that was good timing primo man. primo about died laughing man that's <laughs> funny man yeah you know people just don't observe around them we know i just it's it's, it's crazy, not man. even just you man that it's or like crazy. a people a person with disability like people just don't like they don't read signs right yeah. they just get wasted Right, they just. <laughs> what but, are we doing here, man? But, yeah, we did have a good time, man. Ricardo met us up there. We had uh, got to yeah visit with him for a while. Had a had an. Adult, he was sitting up there with beverage. you guys too. Yeah, he sat. They they didn't. Uh, I think we only had three seats, but like nobody else. In the, it said the whole row was sold out, but we were. I mean, there was like. So why wasn't there room for you to get in? I'm. I just. Well, no, you have to like. There wasn't room for me to turn around. I had like. Oh my gosh. To get out, we had to like basically like somebody had to like kind of lift up and move over the little condo. Like it's a big ass condiment thing. Like, I mean, almost as big as this table we're at. And they had to like move it out of the way. It was. Well, they're just lucky Matt wasn't there. Oh man, that would have been fantastic. He would have had us like preseason tickets or something. (laughs) Uh, But no, man. We yeah we did it. It was a great time and. uh, Shout out to the Mariners for finally being a winning baseball team after twenty five yeah, years. Don't you go and don't you go and curse us right I'm now. I'm not cursing. I just said we're a winning baseball team for the first time in a long time. Didn't say anything else. We were a winning baseball team last year too. We didn't even make the playoffs, were, man. That's true. Anyway, wins fine. Make the playoffs fine. Let's be let's be no, a real winner. We're go. so we're so um <clears throat> the the bar is low. Yeah. But, you know, I do appreciate Safeco Field does have pretty good, uh, you know, accessible seating and all that sort of stuff. So that Yeah, it's a nice, nice park. It sure is. Good, man. They need, to move, they need to move the damn condiment cart. They do. That was a That's ridiculous. Lot. But at the same time, man, like, I know when we sit over in the other uh, – those uh, a few sections over where we normally sit, there's, like, you have 30 people standing right behind you. So even when they turn around and try to leave, you can't go anywhere anyway until you – some, yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of times you've went there in the past, there wasn't very many people there because we suck. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Different experience this time. Yeah. Well, hey, we are going to be back next week with an all-new episode. I'm not sure what it's going to be about yet, but we will know soon. It will and, be great. Uh, that's what I know. Great. You know it's going to be great. And Ricardo will probably be here or not. We might be on Zoom. We might not. I, who knows, man? Summers are hard. We're going to make it happen regardless. Well, we're going to bring you guys some good content one way or the other. So anyway, if you could like, rate, review, share, all that good stuff, we would appreciate it. We're available on all of the podcast platforms, wherever you listen. So give us tune in, tell some friends, whatever you can do. We appreciate it. We will talk to you guys next week.